Hello, everybody, and welcome to Asynchronous, a video game catch-up show. My name is AJ. And my name is Kim. And today on the show, we would appreciate it if you spoke very quietly. We're both very tired. (laughs) Thank you. Please don't get too loud. Don't get too rowdy on the Discord. We're very tired. And we appreciate it. Oh, fucking God. I'm, my, setup's all di- <laughs> my setup's all different because I just moved. And so now I have like a, yeah. I don't have my boom arm. I have this fucking, just like a, it's on my desk. And so like, oh yeah, I could just bump it with my hands. Oh, this is hell. Um, welcome to the show, Kim. How's your week? How's your week been? Good. Uh, busy as always. I did not move but i moved um a little less than a year ago so i i mm. my condolences <laughs> thank you my and, condolences uh, and congratulations you did it you're there now thanks we um, did it yes we had a very big and we're we're um inaugurating the space with its first podcast that's true i i set up the desk today solely for a podcast featuring kim <laughs> because i had to edit frog of the week today and then also i had to record this episode so as we discussed before uh, this episode started, I love being the center of attention. Yeah. So I love that for me. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> uh, on this show, obviously, you can tell we talk about Mass Effect 3, the video game that we're both playing, <laughs> that I'm playing for the first time. Kim has played now thrice. Yeah, a number of times. A number of times. Uh, yeah. And today we will be covering the mission on Sirkesh as well as the Eden Prime, uh, I don't know what the actual mission is called. It's DLC. DLC mission. But pri- I think Priority Eden Prime Priority is what it's called. Priority Eden Prime. Uh, that's it today. Yeah. Good missions, though. Mm-hmm. I liked them. God, I I'm already... so excited to hear your thoughts on so many things. <laughs> I already feel so drained by this. <laughs> <laughs> I love oh, making no. this. I love making the show. I am just like so oh, no. fuzz right now. Um, I'm 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 still having trouble conceptualizing that I'm in a new space. You know what I mean? It's oh like, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I don't kind feel of like, like a cat. You kind of like a cat, exactly. <laughs> yes, uh, I need to spend at least three days hidden underneath a dresser before I like fully come to terms with my surroundings. And we've only yeah, been here that. for two full days, so <laughs> there's that. You you haven't had. You're missing a dresser day. I'm missing a dresser day. Is what I'm saying. So I I'm, I'm gonna move my recording to underneath a dresser. Give me one second. Just because you can hear all these fucking <laughs> microstand sounds. I hate this. I all was right. like, how far are we taking this bit exactly? Kim, Kim, come on. Uh, yeah. This show's already kind of turned into bullshit, but what is your yeah. your specifically curated bullshit for today's episode? So it is very specifically curated to mm. be on brand for this week. This is the Mass Effect squad baits ranked by how useful I think they would be helping you move. Whoa. Oh, I love this. Okay. Yeah. I'm full of life again. Um, Oh, good. <laughs> That's all it took. Just to. Oh, my God. Ringo. He's really going for it. He's he's so rowdy. I guess because this is not our usual time. Um, I, Sir, I do not know where you even put that bone. <sighs> OK, so um, rather than like ranking ev- everybody, the way sure. that I've done it is I've just made three tiers. Yes. Of um, like, categories. So uh, starting with the first tier, which is like they don't even make the list because they don't they're not helping you move. Yeah. OK. For ver- for like various reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, first up, we have Kasumi. Um, Kasumi will steal your things. You should not. <laughs> ask her you shouldn't even ask Cosme. you shouldn't even ask yeah um similarly don't ask jack because she will break things Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
I think like she's just gonna she's not gonna take it seriously. She's just gonna like biotic things into the truck without right. really looking and like yeah. 100%. Um Thane, don't fucking ask your terminally He's ill sick. friend to help you move what the fuck is wrong. <laughs> he doesn't with you. feel good. Um Morden, I would not ask because while it seems like he'd be very organized in theory in terms of like, oh, here's how we're going to pack the boxes and here's how we're going to load them, whatever. I think that it would actually be too much. Like he'd be so particular about it that it would slow the entire process down. You wouldn't even get it done. Yeah. Don't ask Morden. Morden's actually was was the one who came to my head immediately because I knew he would be kind of a like he could he could be useful, but mm-hmm. like almost too helpful almost too helpful right i think you need morton's help when you're like unpacking or decorating or maybe Mm -hmm. even before you start packing of like hey how should i organize these boxes do not come to the day that we're packing and moving (laughs) so uh, yes but i have other ideas of who would be more helpful about that okay um, sure we will discuss okay the last one on the in this tier is morinth i don't even think i need to explain it (laughs) yeah yeah Unless you have a roommate you really hate. <laughs> yeah. Like, why would you want her help moving even if she would offer it, which I don't think she would. No. So next up, I have what I'm calling the B team tier. This is like you call them if someone else isn't available. They're like not your first call, you know. OK. So Jacob, I think, would be very helpful at first. OK. Um, I think he'd be there bright and early and he'd be helping and he'd, he'd you know, really like add a lot of value uh, until like kind of the afternoon and then he's like hey so i uh i'm gonna go and you're like what are you talking about like the job isn't done he's like sorry i thought i told you i have to leave by three <laughs> and then like you're you're stuck without help you know yeah um or you're down a person yeah that's how i feel like jacob when in, in reality oh. he just decided he's done and he doesn't want to help anymore <laughs> probably a little bit something like that yeah yeah Ashley is also on this list. Physically, she could handle the move. No problem. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just a question of whether you like want to risk the possibility of everyone ending up in a conversation about politics Mm -hmm. Mm because that could like really ruin the whole day. Yeah, she yeah, she would say something really questionable Mm -hmm. almost immediately. Oh, man. I don't even want to. I don't even want to. <laughs> let's just keep going. We don't even need to speculate. No. Um, I have Miranda on this list as well. I think she could biotic all your shit into the van easily and mm. like pro- probably do a good job of it. But mm. she does. She just doesn't strike me as the type of person you can rely on for this kind of favor. You know? Yeah. Like, I feel like it's a 50 50 chance that she's like got something else going on to begin with. Sure. And even if she does, I don't feel like she wants to help you move. You know? Yeah. I'm curious um, what the um like what the code says about we're talking about miranda (laughs) oh miranda sorry miranda oh it is funny it is funny though um because samara is also on this list and it's a similar thing of like she could do it but like hey why would you ever ask like if you're if you're resorting to asking samara who's like deeply intimidating i feel like Mm -hmm. you're really out of options and i and i also wrote here what does the code say about moving what does the code say about moving? (laughs) yeah sorry i feel like miranda would be kind of insufferable i think she would try and take control of it like a um yeah like try and project manage it and it's like i'm just asking you to help me put this box in the truck please yeah yeah Yeah. zaid would be useful in a move but like the same way that your dad would be useful where like he's gonna help you get it done but it's gonna be in like the most frustrating way or it's gonna be a lot of like why do you have this like we should just throw this away you know like that kind of thing i don't know though zaid loves to hold on to an artifact (laughs) 
Zaid loves keeping stuff for too long. That's true. He does, and he does have like, doesn't he have like little? Yeah, he's got he's got stuff. He 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 takes he takes trophies, you know. Right. So he's got stuff all around. I don't know. I think I think maybe mm-hmm. he would he, he would be or, or he would want to know. <laughs> okay, he'd say, "I'm only letting you keep this if you can tell me the story of it." Oh, and yeah, that would make you regale him. It's like with there's tail. no story of it, my guy. It's like a vegetable spiralizer. Right. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> And last on this list, uh, sort of surprisingly, I think, but I put Edie on on the B team. Mm. She's great at many things, obviously, but somehow I feel like it would be more trouble than it's worth to have her help you move mm. because she spends like the entire time asking you like weird questions about the concept of home and like because she's like, you know, she's like an AI trying to figure out like how to be a person. Oh, my God. And, and so I feel like at some point it would just get like weird and existential and like mm-hmm. everyone would start crying. Mm-hmm. Um, Shepard, I can help you move your house, but can you really move a home? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Shepard, I've heard people say the phrase will make this house a home and I do not understand it. <laughs> anyway, um, now that brings me to the A team, the people that like, yeah, this is the team that I want yeah. to call to help me move yeah. like first thing. Mm-hmm. And um, to your point or- earlier about Morden, I think Liara is the person mm. who you want organizing your stuff i think she's going to create like a color-coded system while you're packing you know where everything is she knows where everything is supposed to go she will just like direct it when when you get to the new place and it will be extremely easy liara will be a great foreman um for your Mm -hmm. move she's got she's got that training in the mines where i'm sure you have to keep track of lots of different types of documents (laughs) and files you know can't get stuff lost in the mines uh no yeah 100 percent. you're totally right i I think uh liara in morden out sorry buddy mm-hmm. tali i think helps liara liara organize and pack otherwise i think she's mainly here for moral support she's not like super strong or anything sure um, but i think she makes a really good playlist for everyone to oh, listen to okay yeah i'm trying to think of like i a- don't know why i just feel like she's got that on lock you feel like she's got the taste yeah maybe maybe you know i've i haven't thought about tali's like i don't know entertainment consumption you know <laughs> uh but i'm sure she's she's encountered a lot of stuff on her on her pilgrimage you know that's like the whole mm-hmm. thing is to gather information i feel like tolly's very like online mm-hmm. i just get that sense not like not like really online not like bernadetta online i've watched every single season of supernatural <laughs> <laughs> but like she has her finger on the pulse you yeah. know that's how i feel about tolly because she's like she's pretty young Mm-hmm. she's like the gen z to our millennial definitely i think definitely okay what other stupid stuff can i say <laughs> uh <laughs> so kaden i think sweet kaden is like the guy like he shows up really early he's like rented the van <laughs> um he might complain a little along the way but like mm-hmm. unlike like a jacob like he's there all the way through until mm-hmm. the job is done mm-hmm. yeah he'll um, do anything you ask him to do and we'll be mm-hmm. able to do it. Yeah. And like you might, again, you might have to endure like a little bit of whining, but it's worth it. <laughs> it's worth it. Yeah. Because he gets it done. He does a good job. Yeah. And then at the end he's when he's like. careful with your stuff. Yeah. And then at the end he's like, okay, now where do my boxes fit for the house we're moving into <laughs> together? <laughs> yes. Because we're in love, Very right? Good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't have asked me 
to move you <laughs> if we weren't in love. Right. Uh, Garrus, I think, is similar. He's like mm-hmm. there bright and early. He's mm-hmm. he's there until the end. Um, but with less complaining, more jokes. Mm-hmm. Definitely keeping the vibe fun for everyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, similarly, Rex is going to bitch the entire time. <laughs> He's going to rag on you about how much shit you have and how heavy it is Uh and what it is that you have. But it's all tongue in cheek and Uh in good fun. Mm -hmm. And as he's doing this, he's working harder than everyone. Yeah. Like single handedly moving like your heaviest pieces of furniture into the van, like no sweat. Mm -hmm. I think that Rex is like low key the guy that you want to help you move. Yeah. Rex, um, you saying all that is now making me realize that like my brother is that person. Um, My brother is. Is, is the guy uh who will just like give you shit the entire time but then also single-handedly like clean out the entire office <laughs> like faster and better than anybody else would have yeah uh you need those people you need them they're great i didn't have him yeah. this time because he has he was working uh-huh. on the big move day and it was uh sad it's rough grunt here's the thing about grunt um he's gonna accidentally damage everything he touches Mm -hmm. just a little bit Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. everything's gonna have a little like weird chip now or like you know a scratch or whatever but he's got the spirit Mm -hmm. and he's he's putting in the work and you gotta love him for that yeah legion will help without complaint and will be the one who sets up the wi-fi when you get there (laughs) yeah which is like an essential task in my opinion Um, as someone, I did just set up the Wi-Fi yesterday, and as a matter of fact, it would have helped to have Legion here to tell me that I plugged the Ethernet cable into the wrong port. Mm, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> There's always, I don't know, like they make it seem so simple. They're like, we'll send you the box and you just plug it in and it's going to be so easy to set up your Wi-Fi. Mm. It has never in my experience been that easy. Mm. When I came here, I got the whole thing. I did the whole yada yada. I, I like set it up. Did not work. I had to... Um, I, I did like customer service like multiple times didn't mm. work and finally they just had to send a tech out and I was like we could have just done this from the beginning what are we <laughs> doing with our lives um, if only I had Legion that's very funny um, and finally finally we have James James is going to help I think he's going to do a great job honestly um, the only drawback with James is that he's going to neg everyone else the entire time about how much they're carrying <laughs> Um, except for Rex, I think he makes one joke about Rex yeah. and Rex is like, I will fucking kill you if you say anything <laughs> like that to me again. <laughs> yeah. James doesn't say another word to Rex for the, the rest of the entire yeah. uh, event. Look, James isn't stupid, you know? Mm. <laughs> do we do we know i mean do he's we not, know he's not stupid <laughs> enough to to continue something after being threatened mm-hmm I don't think anyone's stupid enough to continue after being threatened by Rex. That's true. Speaking of which, funny enough, <laughs> that's where we left oh, off. Oh, right. I was like, what's this, <laughs> what is this segue? No, yeah. Uh, <laughs> into the next part of the thing. Yeah, so let's uh, let's get into it. Let's talk about Sir Kesh. Yeah. Uh, just a quick recap. We came to Sirkesh because at the war council with the Salarian Dalatras, Rex and Victus, uh, Rex said he wants a cure for the genophage. And then it was revealed that the Dalatras knows where the Krogan females are uh, being held uh, that Malon was doing experiments on. Uh, they had escaped Malon, I believe. Yeah. And they they rescued them, quote unquote, and brought them to Sirkesh. Uh, to keep them alive and 
question mark i guess keep keep yeah yeah uh, keep them Study alive them period or... yeah it was it was kind of a cover uh 100 yeah 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 yeah. Uh, so that's that's where we are. And we're just kind of exploring this outside foyer area. Uh, and one of the first things Rex says is <laughs> when you're talking to him is this is where you Solarians come from, huh? No wonder you're so soft, <laughs> which is just yeah. so funny. <laughs> he um, says they're too busy writing poetry about waterfalls, which is so funny to me because I don't think that Solarians write a lot of poetry. It doesn't seem so. like the vibe to me. It does not but, seem like the know, vibe. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he just says, you know, they, they just said he couldn't go into the base because they didn't want to start another diplomatic incident. Uh, mm-hmm. And so he just reiterates, like, I wish I was the one going in, um, but I get it. Mm-hmm. Did you do the thing where you ask? I forget who you said you brought on this mission. But, I brought um, Liara and Garrus. So did you ask him, like, hey, who who like tipped you off? Yeah. <laughs> he, he won't say, but he goes, you'd think the shadow broker would have known about this. Too bad I don't know him or her. Who else is in on this secret? Like yeah. everybody knows. Well, and then Liara Normandy and Liara responds, says, yeah. "I'm sure the broker was very busy." It's like, girl, yeah. just don't say anything if it's supposed to be a secret. What I, are you if doing? I were the Solarian standing there guarding him, I'd be like, "This bitch is a shadow." <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Liara at some point says that she likes how determined Rex is. Uh, and then says that de- determination is about to pay off. Uh, and then mm-hmm. Garrus, or no, sorry, this is still uh, Rex. Uh, at the end of this combo, you're like, okay, thanks. I'll I'll talk to you soon. He says, who would have thought back on Vermeer we'd be standing here doing this together? Uh, yeah, which is so sweet. I love yeah. my boy. Yeah. Oh, there's a little bit of uh, Rex and Garrus interaction here, where yes. Rex is like, after this, we can go back to doing what Crow can do best, saving everyone else from giant monsters. And Garrus is like, you're never going to let us forget about the Gra- Rachni Wars, huh? And Rex is like, last time I checked, there isn't a giant statue of a Turian in the Citadel. <laughs> Which is really good. I forgot about that really statue. Good. It's so funny. Yeah. So then walking around the rest of this area, there's just a bunch of Solarians who are just like having conversations. There's one in particular that I wanted to call out uh, talking about mm-hmm. how the Reapers have the Turians, quote, up against a wall, uh, mm-hmm. which is upsetting. Um, and then also kind of actually got me <laughs> got me thinking if the Turians are up against a wall, how is Earth not just totally obliterated yet? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> because like the whole object of this game is to get people to help save Earth. But like guys yeah i mean i think as we learn or maybe you didn't get this far in that conversation but Mm. like we learn that like the the reapers while they have like massive destructive force it does take them time to like conquer a civilization or whatever um because like the prothean war lasted like centuries yeah yeah so i i think probably the idea is like it's bad but like it's not like like it is taking them time yeah, i guess sure i don't know yeah i really it does, it does create kind of like a weird like sense of like what is is it like the clock is ticking and we got to go or yeah. like is it you know like we we like have some time here um obviously <laughs> yeah. like minimizing any like death is probably ideal but (laughs) um there is definitely like a weird there are some things in this game where it's like it feels like i should be focusing on the war instead of this thing that i'm doing on the yeah it feels like we shouldn't be doing anything else Mm -hmm. uh but it's fine i i get it it's a video game okay did you talk to lieutenant tolan lieutenant toll i don't think so 
So this is a Solarian who you can like have a full conversation with. Oh. And I was interested to see what happens with you because I think it's... Uh, <sighs> I think it sometimes it might be Kirahi. Yeah, I talked to I, him. I talked to Major Kirahi. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. He's been he's been promoted. Yeah, so I talked to Lieutenant Tolan because I killed Kirahi sure. by accident. Sure, sure, sure. But please tell tell me about your conversation with Kirahi, our beloved. Yeah, uh so I wrote the king is here, Major Kirahi, because mm-hmm. he's been promoted. Um Garrus and Liara are like, hey, what's up? I remember you. <laughs> um And then you just kind of, you know, you talk to him about what what he's been up to. Um, And he tells you that, you know, he's heard rumors about this super weapon and that uh, like basically the conclusion of his whole thing is like no matter what the council, like no matter what the the, how the war council like works out, special task group has got your back uh, because I will tell them to come fight for you no matter what, Uh, which is which rocks. Um, that does that's so nice it's so much nicer than the conversation (laughs) (laughs) um he you can ask him about malon's uh experiments and stuff and he says he was actually part of the crew that picked up the females uh from from the planet he says uh malon's operations were crude uh he says the test subjects were uh test subjects were unaccounted for the females easily escaped his lab just like he wasn't uh keeping track of everything Mm. as tightly as he should have um which like yeah, he was clearly under duress, so I'm not, <laughs> I don't think he was uh, really, really uh, concerned about all the record keeping and stuff. But um, he also says that the reason that they're keeping the uh, <laughs> females a secret, uh, he says the special task group says it's for, quote, evolutionary paradigm. And then he says, I say, when people know you're hiding something valuable, they'll want to steal it. And so that's why they're keeping everything a secret. Uh, and uh, that's pretty, that's, that, that's basically it. Um, nice. Yeah. So Tolan has a d- different perspective. Um, he <laughs> okay. is very, he's like very pro genophage. And sure. so he, um, he's like, you shouldn't be doing this. Wild. He, he says that like, he was also part of that mission, mm. um, to, to like quote unquote rescue the females um he says that he wanted to eliminate them but others in the group insisted on bringing them in he says he talks about like how he he knew cure he and um like heard that like i helped him stop a genophage cure and now he's like i wonder if Kirahi's men died in vain now because you're doing this it's like you missed the entire point of what that was all about (laughs) but then um an extremely funny moment happens where shepherd like after this entire like conversation is gone is like it sounds like you don't agree with what i'm doing here it's like no shit my guy that's what the whole conversation (laughs) is about um again i think that shep is a little bit of a himbo Mm -hmm. and then finally you just ask him like are you ready to fight the reapers and he's like well the best way to win a war is avoid it altogether you may have drawn us into this now and it's like "Mm, (laughs) i think it was coming for you either way buddy so like good luck with that Hey, yeah, that's it. Yeah. I hate that guy. There is there is a point where you can like look out over the the vista or whatever, and Garrus says like they've been staying out of the war, and when you see these views, like you can understand why. Um, mm. Not these views, but like you just see how beautiful their planet is, which I just thought was an interesting thing. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. So then you can go talk to Paddock Wicks, who is talking to a soldier. Says that they've. Uh. You catch the end of their conversation of this uh, soldier telling Wicks that. They've seen like another scout come by and you don't know what that is. You assume it's maybe mm. a Reaper thing or something. Uh, that's what I thought. I don't know. Did you 
did you did you assume that the first time or did you think it was what it is i don't remember yeah that's I fair don't enough remember what i assumed um and then he he tells you oh no sorry actually um this is another conversation I overheard because I walked back to another guy mm-hmm. like a, two guys. I had I heard having a conversation and then I walked away and came back and they were having a different conversation, which was fun. Um, <laughs> but they were talking about somebody within the base sending coded messages without signatures. And they were like Ooh. sending messages without signatures is against protocol. <laughs> I wonder <gasps> who that is. Um, so that's that was just an interesting little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, back to Paddock Wicks. My <laughs> first note is Paddock Wicks is a real one. Um, yeah. We should let the evolutionary process decide who lives and dies, not galactic politics. Preach yeah. it, Paddock Wicks. If you um, lost Morden in two, Paddock Wicks is the one who comes and helps you whoa yeah cool yeah neat i don't know anything about him part (laughs) of me wishes i had uh sacrificed morden kind of to to see what that would be like yeah this one but shoulda woulda coulda he he kind of seems cooler than morden if i'm being honest with you (laughs) (laughs) he seems like a better hang yeah Um, probably (laughs) uh so then he opens an elevator to let you head down and as you approach the elevator uh uh uh-oh there are cerberus ships coming in um Mm -hmm. attacking so he he tells you (laughs) and my first thought was like I feel like I wouldn't be like, okay, well, let's go into the planet um, mm-hmm. while we're being bombarded. Like, I feel like we should just like leave. But I don't know. Maybe I'm just a coward. <laughs> Probably. Um, well, no, we we need to. Rex would not have allowed that. Well, yeah, that's way, also true. Yeah. Um. So we fun- run into Morden in the lab down here. And mm-hmm. there he is. He's here. He's working on a genophage care. <laughs> well, I think here he was not... I don't know what he was doing here, actually. Uh, yeah. it, wasn't a, it wasn't a genophage cure, but he says he's working as a consultant for STG. He says, had to be me. Someone else might have gotten it wrong. Yes. That's what I was referencing. Yes. Um, not the last time we'll hear that. He says it again uh, later. Yeah. yeah. We find out Morden was Rex's source. Yes. He's the one who leaked the information about the females. Mm-hmm. So there's only one survivor now. She is immune from the genophage. And he says, I can synthesize a cure from her tissue. Uh, If she dies, we are back to square one. Mm -hmm. So we really need to protect her. Yeah, Uh, I think there were nine females that were taken back to uh, the base and they all died except for this one. And I got to say her outfit fucking sick. It's great. Mm-hmm. She's in the yeah. she's like shaman robes. They're very good. So yeah, Cer- Oh, okay. Sorry. I guess this is where we find out it's Cerberus. We just we just mm. begin getting attacked when we go down in the elevator, and then we find out it's Cerberus. Uh, and we try to get on an elevator, and the elevator doesn't work. And they're like, "Oh, hold on. Okay, now try it." And the elevator opens, and there's a bomb there. Oh wait, we skipped some stuff. Oh, did we? Yeah. Okay. Um, sorry. So there's. <laughs> it was just a cool moment mm-hmm. like once we hear it's cerberus yeah. um and rex is like we like we're getting her out of here like or there's no deal if you want an alliance we have to get this we have to get her off yeah. the planet um so Jin goes to the solarian is like okay release release her yes um and he's like well it's again we're on lockdown and it's against protocol and morden electrocutes him <laughs> good. and says objection noted now please release krogan <laughs> Um, so the idea is her little cell, her little like pod cell that she's been in is going to like move through like basically an elevator type Mm -hmm. thing up back 
out of the the facility. Mm-hmm. Morden is going to go with her to keep it safe. Um, like the pod has like some protection, but like if they attack enough, they can breach it and harm her. So he's going with it to protect them. And he's like, you know, like as we go up, like Shepard, like, please protect us. Mm-hmm. Cerberus probably opposes a genophage cure. And that's probably right. why they're here. So, yeah, then we try to leave and Cerberus ha- plants a bomb in the elevator. Mm-hmm. So we can't take the elevator. <laughs> so we take an emergency exit. Yeah. And Rex is like, hey, I took the shuttle. <laughs> um, So I'm going to try and like give Cerberus a hard time for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But like, get your ass up here. Mm-hmm. Um, I just you later you talk to Steve. Yes, I, I was going to bring <laughs> that up. Like, yeah, because like, I wrote here, where is Steve? Um, later when you speak to Cortez, he's like, yeah, you know, ordinarily I wouldn't let anyone like pilot the shuttle except me. Yeah. But uh, when an eight hundred pound Krogan tells you he's taking it, you 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 ride yeah. co-pilot. Yeah, um, really extremely good. good, really good. So yeah, the way that this works is we just fight through each level of the facility, um, and like clear the pod through checkpoints and. Yeah you know at certain times like repair things that need to be repaired mm-hmm. so you can keep going yeah this is a um, fun little i had i had fun with this little moment yeah it's a good mission yeah i don't know what has happened if i'm just like i, I don't know i feel like i'm mowing down people way faster than i have uh, in the past that's funny i'm having the opposite really uh, experience now that i'm playing a vanguard mm. which is like a different play style than mm. i'm used to mm. yeah interesting I'm, I'm i'm getting mowed down more often that's so funny maybe it's because <laughs> I'm, I'm exclusively using the heavy pistol on like almost every enemy mm. and it like pierces armor and like i would also double check your um my difficulty settings yes mm. because mine i checked mine uh like during the very first mission yeah and it was on like narrative mode and i was like i don't know why that's happening oh okay well Um, then maybe it is maybe it is that maybe i'm not as pro gamer as i thought double check it or you could be a pro gamer i could be a pro gamer Uh, anyway (laughs) this this fight was fun and you had to you know like kim said you do the various checkpoints you do the fix things that need to be fixed whatever i just wanted to touch on um the yog um, oh my god the, yes. the creature that the shadow broker was um you see it yeah uh get free yeah um and shepherd goes careful there goes the next shadow broker it's really good and, and karis goes i could have sworn he was muttering to sony the whole time <laughs> Liara right. goes not funny <laughs> it is funny really Liara. Good. it is funny actually um no that's that's incredibly good and it's just like another one of those things like i said last week that just like they're just like all these little mission dialogues that are just like so good. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it. Uh, having a great yeah. time. So after we do the final checkpoint, the, a big robot shows up and you got to shoot the big robot and then you have to big shoot mech. the other guys and then they die. And so finally Rex shows up with <laughs> the, uh, the transport uh, and goes to <laughs> give his hand out to like help the female Krogan <laughs> down and she and just first Morden does yes and Rex shoves him out of the yes. way and then he does and it. then he does it and she just hops off the uh, hops out of her thing grabs his shotgun as there are more Cerberus guys uh, approaching mm-hmm. and just fucking bang 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 just <laughs> shoots them all um incredible incredibly done uh and it's just mm-hmm. like uh, she says something to Rex there like uh, she says I can handle handle myself yeah, rex yeah really great and he goes women <laughs> there's a lot of that a whole, there's a lot there's of that a whole rex. lot of that oh my god <laughs> yeah. yeah a lot more of that um, coming <laughs> yeah so then 
As we are about to leave, there is a dying Cerberus guy on the ground who is trying to say something, and then mm-hmm. he dies, and we don't know what he was trying to say, and nobody asks any yeah. questions. So yeah, <laughs> well, he's dead, so I don't know. Who well, he, I just mean like would ask. nobody seems curious about what that <laughs> one guy was trying to tell us. Yeah, because uh, it didn't seem like he was just kind of being like "fuck you." It seemed like he actually had something to say. Yeah. Um. So I'm very curious about that. Yeah, I think also um, earlier in the mission, you get like a little like radio from Martin where he's like, I think there is probably a mole in STG mm. who leaked this to Cerberus. Yeah, and they're probably indoctrinated. So we head back to the ship for I, I'm trying to think of like a, a, a fun name to call these Hackett conversations. I just I just call it a debrief with Hackett. Yeah, I know, but that's not dad. fun. <laughs> Um, a, ha- a hack it call. Hack it call. You can go hack it out nah. with hack it. Anyway, so he uh, is just curious. <laughs> He's just curious how um, Cerberus has gotten involved in all this um, and like everything that's that's happening uh, with uh, Project Crucible and all that. Um, and uh, that's I didn't write anything specific really about this conversation. It was just kind of just like Cerberus was there, and also the gun, and also the genophage cure. <laughs> Yeah, there was nothing really big, um, except the only thing that I, I thought was kind of, he, he goes, you can do this. Never doubt that. And I was like, thanks, dad. That's so nice. He very much takes on it's a paternal role in this game. Extremely dad. It's very yeah. dad. Um, and then we get a really cool cutaway to Hackett. Oh, my God. I have it. I have it. Okay. Yak it with Hackett. <laughs> fuck yes oh my god i need some like really bad music stinger there oh yeah yak it with hack it yeah you'll figure it with hack it oh my god um (laughs) jesus so we go to hack it um post yak it and uh he just walks up to what is project crucible and it is just really really big in my notes i wrote the weapon is big and then i said oh like big big um yeah it big yeah and then uh, it's like like space station size yes yeah which i guess makes sense because the reapers are so big um yeah duh so then shepherd is looking longingly at the blueprints and we gain control again so where this is oh so this is the conversation in the war room with uh rex and victus mm-hmm. rex is saying that he, he they we're like okay we've got the female we're working on the cure let's go help the Terrians. and rex is like ah, ah, ah not until we have the cure not mm-hmm. until the cure is made and implemented will i help the Terrians. that's so like right okay <laughs> I guess so, man. <laughs> um, I get it. Look, I get it. Okay. Things are dire, though. Um, Morden says that we need samples, uh, male samples for to synthesize this cure. And Rex says, you're looking at him. Um, mm-hmm. And Morden also reveals that he has named her Eve, uh, as in Adam mm-hmm. and. So that's cute, I guess. Yeah. Victus tells us he's lost contra- contact with a Turian ship. And he won't tell us when Rex is there. And then Rex mm-hmm. is like, well, I've lost some people, too. And you're like, oh, do you want to give us some details? And he, like, looks at Victus and is like, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, like, only in private. It's very petty. It's very funny. The funniest part, though, is that then when you go and have 
conversations with each of oh them. My God. They are in the same They're room, like, like six feet away yeah. from each other. Oh my God. <laughs> it was like, this isn't really private, but okay. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I looked through all my war assets before I went to talk to uh, Victus, oh, Victus okay. and Rex. Um, and it's just like, you know, the Alliance fleet and then also the special task group. And then also mm-hmm. in the in the description of it, it says their fringe oh. ra- uh, alien races from the fringes of the galaxy have like come together to to uh, fight the Reapers, which I just thought is really cool to think about the yeah. species that aren't part of the council, you know, races and stuff. Mm hmm. Worth noting, um, even though I didn't check, I can probably guess that I do not have STG sure. uh, in my war assets because I didn't say yeah. here here. So like it's things like that yeah. where it's like, wow, things that you did back in like Mass Effect 1 yeah. and Mass Effect 2 will will impact this game, just not in like a super obvious way. Yeah. But yeah, I think it is only like five points, but, um, you know, points are points. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you ask Victus, hey, what's up with this Turian ship? And he mm-hmm. like comes close to you and is like, it crashed on Tuchanka. Don't ask why they were there. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay why were they there and he says it's a matter of galactic peace and you're like all right how many people and he says it was an entire platoon you say okay i really need some specifics and he says no and then tells you that your contact is tarkis victus uh surprise his son um mm-hmm. is the lieutenant leading this mission little nepo situation. little nepo happening. situation uh so that's fun interesting cool uh and then you go talk to rex he reminisces a little bit about how sir cash was like the old days going in and shooting stuff me and he says like me saving your ass and you're like you were literally outside and he's like yeah but i provided moral support yeah <laughs> it's very good. funny <laughs> um and then he says the there were some krogans scouting the rachni relay and you're like, OK, how was that? And you're like, well, I don't. And, and he's like, I don't know, because they went silent as soon as they arrived. And so it's like, mm-hmm. OK, there's something going on with the Rachni. I said, oh, my God, let's go meet our spider mommy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, then you can have some just some regular uh, uh, conversations about life. You can ask him what he's going to do after you get the Genophage cure. Uh, he says a lot of Krogan will want to settle the score with the, with the Turians and Salarians, but he won't let them. He says, quote, that's not the path forward. War has mm-hmm. never brought us anything but misery. It's time to focus on rebuilding, uh, which is a nice thought. Uh, and I yeah. hope it works out for him. You ask because he's he's just like posted up in the war room or whatever and you're like how are you feeling he's like good i I don't have a window again like liara uh but i guess i don't kiss as good he says oh that's funny (laughs) uh in mine i don't i didn't write down exactly what he says but um with jen he just said something about like her being the shadow broker i think god that's really good it's good <laughs> uh, uh, and that's really it. I didn't have anything else with the, mm-hmm. the Rex combo here. Um, yeah, he just I, I wrote down that he mentions there are Reaper forces starting to arrive in Tachanka, mm-hmm. Um, And he says something big is brewing. Mm-hmm. Like, it seems like they're scouting them out, mm-hmm. but they're like headed there. And yeah, there's just I, I wrote here. We have a real men are from Mars. Women are from Venus discussion. Yeah. Krogan women like to talk. Sometimes he pretends to listen. It gets in trouble. Yada, yada. Yeah, it's I mean, this is so this feels like 90s. Yeah. Like, 
jokes about gender, yeah. but uh, you know, Courtney whatever. was like, you know, sometimes we have pretty good ideas. You should listen. And then he mm-hmm. says, like, I pretend to listen. Blah blah blah. Like, yeah. okay, um, Stupid. cool, neat. Uh, so then I went to check my emails. Ashley's a specter. Mm-hmm. Miranda's at the Citadel. Um, yeah. An Asari scientist named Ramathanoptis was indoctrinated during the times of Saren uh, and then was arrested. She, she had given the she had given some Reaper technology information to the council and then was surprised, indoctrinated and got arrested and uh, killed herself do in you, custody. Yes. Do you remember Ramathanoptis? Was Ramathanoptis the one on the Rachni ship? No. Who was no, she was the one who was working at, at Saren's base. Yes. Who you ran oh, into and you were like, shit. I'm going to blow this place up. So you should start running. Yeah. And then she's working. Uh, yeah, she's on with Okir. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. I knew that name was kind of familiar. And I was like, there has to be a reason they're, they're dropping a name mm-hmm. right here. And I'm just not catching it. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. It's interesting to see like. We get so few, I feel like, examples of like when the Paragon thing was maybe the wrong thing to do. Sure. Um, but this is is a little one. So yeah. kind of fun. It's kind of fun. Uh, and then finally, we get a, a message from Farron, uh, who basically says, like, I've sent some info to Glyph. So go check Glyph out. Um, and then when I went to go check Glyph out, I couldn't interact with it. So I didn't get. You maybe already did the um, the upgrade that was there oh it's okay got it yeah it's it's one of those just like little upgrades that you sometimes get the option for um got it it's like plus five yeah it's like five percent something shields or whatever yeah um i went to go talk to joker and he's like oh maybe garris is calibrating i said okay cool another calibration joke i'm loving it (laughs) and then joker is like weirdly like snippy about the war summit he's like oh what we're working with the krogans now what is the next we're gonna work with the batarians it's like my man like two of the we've yeah (laughs) we have two krogan friends what the fuck are you talking about oh we're working with the krogans so weird we're tight with the with Krogan. <laughs> yeah, what are you like, talking about? Very, very yeah. weird. He says, he says, I'd feel better. Uh, do you say something like, oh, or you can't say like, we need to work together. Um, or the, the renegade option is like, we have no choice. But I said, we need to work together. And he goes, I'd feel better if we had a tighter plan, like time travel or teaching the Reapers to love. It's like, what are we doing? I, you know, uh, what is this attitude that you have? Yeah, this isn't like sudden. fun, like goofy Joker. This is like Cerberus changed. Yeah, it. this is like Cerberus <laughs> joke. I don't like it. Uh, then uh, Edie doesn't really say much. Um, it's interesting. I it, This is the first time walking around the Normandy that I got like the bits of conversations that you could have gotten in like Mass Effect 1 and 2 where like you'll talk to somebody and you'll go into like the the choice wheel but there's no new choices it's like they mm-hmm. got rid of that part and it was like if there's no new choices they'll just give you that lot like that little exchange between the characters right like in you know in in the the Normandy or whatever I thought I thought that was interesting yeah. I kind of liked it I like it too um I I think it's fun to just like I I prefer that to like nothing you know like i feel like not giving you the option at all to like hear what someone has to say about a particular mission just makes it 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 like reduces um immersion a little bit for me it like takes me out of the game a little bit Mm -hmm. but just those little bits of like walking into someone's room and them being like wow i you know i can't believe we're working with the krogan or whatever it's just enough to like 
make it feel more lived in. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Um, I did want to highlight, I thought that the things Edie says here are sort of interesting where she's like talking about like logistics of, um, like having Krogan like go to Palavin. So she's like, well, you know, we're gonna have to line up ships. So I've started doing that. Um, we're going to need to make sure there is like food transported there because they can't eat anything on Palavin (laughs) because of the different, like, genetic structures i just i i love all of that shit yeah. so much so if, i was like eating it up i don't know if she said that stuff to me no mm, yeah. it might be maybe you have to like keep prompting yeah i was gonna say maybe i maybe i her. missed her the, that conversation last time because i didn't really fully grasp the like oh we're actually having a full conversation even though we're not going into the choice wheel uh, yeah maybe so maybe that's a, a symptom of that and then Heading out of that area, we get a message from Trainer who's like, hey, you should go check. Oh, I guess you run past Trainer, And she's like, hey, you should go check on Steve Cortez. Uh, and you say, OK. Oh, yeah. Um, and you go down there and he is just he's listening to this recording and you don't know what it is at the time, but it's obviously very sad of of Steve. And uh, I didn't write his husband's name down. Did he say it? Robert. Robert. And they're having a conversation of just like, don't use me as an anchor, you know, go save yourself, live your life, blah, blah, blah. And then when you go talk to him, he's like, oh yeah, this is a recording from the day my husband died on Ferris Field. Uh, and he's just listening to it out loud on the speakers mm-hmm. in the cargo bay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like on speakerphone, <laughs> the, the sounds of his husband's death over and Fully over again. Fully sobbing. And then Shepard yeah. shows up and he's like, oh, sorry, Shepard. I didn't know you were there. It's like, what do you <laughs> like, put what? headphones on? James is like <laughs> right over there doing chin-ups. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> uh, it's it's wild. Um, it's really funny. But then you you know you have this this conversation with with Steve about you know how when how his husband died and mm-hmm. uh, it was when the collectors hit Ferris Fields and it's very sad and his husband made it just outside their like barrier zone but instead of running away he stayed within like comms range of the base he was at to call Steve who was like South mm-hmm. doing, you know, whatever work he was doing um, just to like call him and, and, you know, tell him to live his life and stuff. And he said, that was the one thing he grabbed when the invasion hit uh, earth. Um, he said, it's something like it's, it's crazy. The things you'll hold on to or something. Yeah. Well, he's, he says, I, I was afraid I wouldn't let go. I thought I had moved on and then the invasion hits and this is the only thing that I grab. Yeah. He goes, what's the point of moving on when everything is going to hell? Ugh. Um, and Jin said, if you start thinking that way, mm-hmm. we've already lost. He says, sure, but I've never felt as alone as I do right now. Oh yeah. I wrote that line down. I'm just like, yeah. geez, man rough um really really sad. i said he's not alone i'm here when he needs me yeah worth noting cortez is a romance option for m shep oh and really I had a moment i had a moment where i was like do i but no mm, um bummer. i don't i don't think i will maybe in a future run through but i want to see through my uh tally romance mm, yeah yeah interesting Mm-hmm. good stuff but um mm. f shep and cortez have like a really nice friendship so i liked it i liked the conversation that. it was yeah. really nice and then you go talk to James and he's like, I like this Victus guy. He's pretty sick. And that's he said it. He, he says has he's got cojones. cojones. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> uh, uh, he also says Rex is a badass. Mm-hmm. He also and says Tuchanka had... instead of Tuchanka. Very... <laughs> uh, my favorite thing that he says here is that Morden's mouth, quote, <laughs> moves faster than a frog on a hot rock in the middle of summer. 
I want to know where James is from because that that strikes me as such a southern mm-hmm. thing to say. And I'm like, where where are you from, sir? Maybe Earth is kind of monocultured. You know, we've kind of all Maybe. adapted everything. You know, y'all has worked its way. You know, into the That's north, true. the northeast. Uh, uh, so then I checked out the crew quarters as I am want to do, just because I like the mm-hmm. crew conversations. And in here are oh, it's rough. Chakwas and Engineer Adams. Just talking and yeah. Adams is like, Karen, are you OK? And uh, talking about like the collector, you know, being abducted by the collectors and just the events mm-hmm. of Mass Effect 2. And she's like, yeah, I'm fine. What you think I'm upset about the billions of people whose souls are eternally in torment because of whatever. And then she starts yeah. crying and is like, I'm not OK, Adams. And then they just stop talking and you can talk to her. And she's like, hi, I'm, I'm here because Morton's in the, in the, <laughs> in the med bay. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, OK. Yeah, uh, <laughs> real total shift. I really like how this game is like, just like constantly over and over again. It's like, hey, people are fucked up because of the things that you have been doing, mm-hmm. um, and like mm-hmm. the things that have been happening uh, to and around them. Like these, they're not unscathed, um, right? And it's just, I don't know. I just really like that framing of all of this, um, mm-hmm. Shepard included. Yeah. So then you had, uh, I headed uh, up to the med bay floor and checked in with liara uh who wasn't really doing anything new and then went to check with garris and he's like i've heard that the uh krogan females like scars hopefully i'm not like they're not too attracted to me um yeah he makes a joke about like hopefully nobody's like arranging a marriage or something and then this is so funny this is maybe one of the funniest (laughs) things to happen in this game you go in to the med bay and you find Morden trying to set Eve up with Garrus. Oh, it's good. It's really good. It's which, so... like, I don't understand why. Like, she's the she is currently the only fertile like Krogan woman who's like immune to the genophage. I don't know why we're trying to set her up with Turian. Yeah, it doesn't make but sense. But it man, does the, does the joke hit? <laughs> the joke yeah, hits. it does. I love the way he sells it too. He's like, Garrus is like kind of aggressive. So he's kind of like a Krogan in that way. <laughs> yeah. She goes for the third time. I'm not interested. <laughs> it's really good. I love Eve. I, I love. Yeah, she's a great character. The interactions with her. She's great. But when you walk into the med bay here, um, you know, that is happening. And then Rex shows up and basically it, it boils this whole exchange boils down to Rex is being skeptical of Morden mm-hmm. because he is a Solarian and the genophage and literally, you know, did genophage 2.0 um Mm -hmm. and then morden is just like i am smart uh and that is like his whole his whole (laughs) justification he's he's like i am like she is my patient and like i will take care of her no matter what um yeah and and i think he he says something to the effect of like anyone who wants to harm her is gonna have to like come through me yeah and rex actually by the end is like you know what i like I respect that. He says, you've got a quad, doctor. Keep her safe. Yes. I love the phrase, you've got a quad, as we've talked about. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and then Morden is like, oh, I'm going to need those mail samples soon. He said, eventually. <laughs> and yeah. as Rex leaves, Morden's like, fear of needles. Uh, very, very <laughs> common. <laughs> it's just yeah. funny uh, to think that uh, Rex is afraid of needles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you can talk to Eve and Morden. Uh, I talked to Eve first. Um and, you know, you ask, like, hey, what is, like, actually your name? And she tells you that she gave up her name when she became a shaman uh, for the mm-hmm. female clan. Uh, and then I didn't take super specific notes here, um, but 
you know, you, uh, about the things you're, you can ask and stuff. But Shep basically gets like pretty invasive and is like, hey, what are female <laughs> suicide rates like for the Krogan? No, <laughs> it's not like that. Um, I took I took detailed notes. Please. Um, first, uh, like you can ask her more about like being a shaman and like how mm-hmm. she got initiated. Um, yeah. And she says, um like the initiation is that they put you in a cave for seven days with just enough food mm-hmm. by the eighth day you'll starve so you just have to like claw your way out yeah. by your hand with your hands your bare hands and she says i started or shep is like so how do you how do you do it how do you survive and eve says i started digging the wrong way but i found a crystal that became like the chisel that i used to get myself out mm-hmm. um and she said take it as a reminder commander in the darkest hour there is always a way out love it love it love it um she is very complimentary of rex she's like i think he's the best thing that happened to the krogan but i won't tell him that because he already has a big head literally um yeah <laughs> she like does not <laughs> she hopes that like he resists or like prevents the other krogan from like trying to exact revenge mm-hmm. she agrees like that's not the way forward mm-hmm. so then like you you ask her like i think about um what it what it's like for female krogan like yeah with the genophage And she says, you know, females felt a lot of shame at being infertile and a lot of them become suicidal. Mm. She's like, I felt the same way after my first stillborn. When my child didn't draw breath, that's when my life began. The genophage forces us to live on hope alone. There is nothing else. There's no reason to exist other than the hope that the next day will bring change. And if it doesn't, there's always the next. I love Eve. Whoever wrote her was like, let me just like flex a little bit because like her lines are all so good. Yeah, I wrote that quote Um, down, too. That's a that's a banger quote. Um, Yeah, I do just want to I do just want to specify the reason Mm -hmm. Eve tells you about how she dealt with her stillbirth is because Shepard is like, what did you ever feel like you wanted to kill yourself? Dude. Yes. Yeah. Like, Shove does some do that. Tact, please. <laughs> yeah. Um. But anyway, sorry. Yeah. I just, <laughs> He's good. Uh. But that line. That line is so so good. It's like next level. It's, great. it's It's really really good. Um. You can ask her what she. You know what she wants to happen after the cure. Mm-hmm. Um. Or what she thinks is going to happen. She says our species will find balance again. Mm-hmm. Females will help shape the future in the like in the ancient days before we were just pawns of power hungry females so it's interesting to or up sorry pawns of power hungry males um so it's interesting to see these sort of like gender dynamics Mm -hmm. that have been happening for the krogan um because of the genophage Mm -hmm. she talks about like malin's experiments and how she and the other females actually volunteered and like she says she would do it again um (laughs) again another like incredible line she says it only takes one candle to light a fire and then the (sighs) darkness is no more yeah but you know they didn't realize that like he was gonna be totally brutal um (laughs) so they escaped she talks about um the youngest of the females was a woman named kern she was the last one to die and she goes her spirit will be the midwife to my firstborn (sighs) incredible really great um and yeah she likes she likes morden and she says i i you know i know about his genophage work and i should consider him an enemy but Mm -hmm. she thinks that seeing her and the other female krogan changed something yeah yeah uh <sighs> and then you can talk to morden such a cool character yeah, yeah. eve is great sorry yeah i don't want to i don't want to gloss over that eve is like 
one of the best written characters in this entire series. Uh, yeah. It's a joy to talk to her. And then you go talk to Morden. Uh, and so, our ex, sorry, during that conversation with Eve, uh, where you're talking about oh, Morden, yeah. it like cuts back and forth to him, like, you know, thinking out loud to himself mm-hmm. um, as you're like talking about him. And at one point it cuts back to him. And he says, um, it's like Asara Vorcha offspring, something. And he just like starts singing. Yeah, he's singing. And it's so, oh God, it's so funny. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, so then you can talk to Morden and he says that Malin's records have been helpful. And then, okay, correct me if I'm wrong in my understanding of this. Eve is fertile now because the glands that the genophage like targeted and like, like to, to stop reproduction Eve's body basically adapted and made different glands produce those things. Yeah. So it's like they the genophage was made to target certain glands that produce pregnancy hormones. Yes. Um, so the way that like her immunity works is like you said, she's like created new glands to create those hormones. Uh-huh. So the way he describes it, he's like it it made those other organs just like obsolete. Yeah. And so the genophage is like targeting nothing yeah. in, in Eve's body, basically. Wild. That's so cool. Yeah. I love that. Very interesting. Um and so he talks about how he has to now, you know, part of the cure now is to get other Krogan's bodies to do this stuff, but now he needs to take all this other stuff into account because now that the body's rerouting, you know, resources or whatever to those glands, and then, then that kid all gets sick, and then that kind of defeats the purpose of making them fertile again if it's just if they're all gonna end up, you know, diseased. Um mm-hmm. so just a lot of stuff to think about for Morden. And then you're like, hey, why are you doing this? <laughs> I thought you, you know, you made the second genophage. Uh like what are you what what are you doing? Uh and basically he's like, Oh, well, you know, we need the Krogan for the Reaper Wars, and you know, if we didn't have them for the Reaper Wars, then we wouldn't be here. Um Yeah, you you ask the the question what changed your mind mm. and he says i never changed my mind this is just new circumstances like, <laughs> yeah okay sure um <laughs> yeah and then you're like are you sure that's it <laughs> he says uh he it basically like uh comes down to like you know uh, i'm getting old and he's thinking about his legacy and he's the only one who knows like all the stuff about the genophage so like uh, wh- or so he he is like the the foremost genophage thinker mm-hmm. of his time i guess so he's like well when i die then you know no one will have as firm a grasp on the genophage as i do so like if someone's going to do it uh it has to be me and shepherd yeah. says someone else might have gotten it wrong <laughs> yeah uh, that actually happens um, in the, before that but that's fine <laughs> yeah it, it, he yeah that's basically it but um when you say oh someone else might have gotten it wrong he's like well possibly yeah but um it's not about them my work, my job to put it right, mm-hmm. to prove I can. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, so you so you did change your mind. Yeah. Like you you do it's it's so funny when you have these conversations with Morden where he's like, No, 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 I have logic this out perfectly. Yeah. And then like five minutes later is like, and also I was wrong. <laughs> like, he, he, yeah. like it, it's clear that like there is something deeper going on there mm-hmm. than just like, well, change circumstances now. Yeah. Um and we'll learn more about that. Um, okay. <laughs> the end of this conversation is great. You ask him if he'll like stick around after the cure is made. And he says, yeah, I'll stick around until the Reapers are dealt with. After that, not sure. Might go somewhere sunny. Sit on beach. Look at ocean. Collect seashells. Um, and Chef says, you'd go crazy within an hour. And he goes, might run tests on the seashells. It's <laughs> good. Um, love it it's very good so that ends our time on the normandy for today 
as we move on to Priority Eden Prime, Mm -hmm. the DLC mission. Which we did because it's short. (laughs) And we're both very busy. Uh, Yeah, I also, I realized... um, because, as you now know, we get a squad made out of this. And I was like, yeah, the, the thing that made me realize we should do this sooner rather than later is remembering, oh, the reason why I haven't had Liara on Sirkesh before is because I've brought Javik. Oh, when you bring Javik to Sirkesh. You get a lot of fun, unique dialogue sure. about how um, Solarian liver was once a delicacy so for funny. the Protheans. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, man, I really like I need to make sure AJ gets Javik sooner rather than later. Yeah. So you're not stuck like, you know, not getting the opportunity to bring him on missions and stuff. And like, you know, I was yeah. like, if we wait really long, you're going to be so bummed you didn't have the <laughs> squad mate earlier. Yeah, I, think, I, so. I, I did immediately fall in love with him, but we'll talk about that in a moment. He's fantastic. Uh, on this mission, once again, I did bring Garrison Liara. I brought uh, Edie and Liara. Ooh. You you have to bring Liara. You have to but bring Liara. I um yeah, I, I wasn't sure who else I wanted to bring. So I rolled a D4. Oh, nice. And it gave me Edie. There you go. Yeah. Uh, how was that experience? Um, it was fun. It was just me and the girls, you know, <laughs> just you the know. girls, the girls. I thought I there was a moment where I almost went and got uh, James instead, just because mm. I was like, I've never had him on this mission either. Mm. I think I always bring Garrus and Liara. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I, I let the dice decide. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so very poetically, we head back to the beginning because we got word that Cerberus had been or had like attacked Eden Prime trying to mm-hmm. get something. And we only know that the Prothean Beacon was there. So we're like, OK, it must have something to do with the Prothean Beacon. Let's go check that out. See what they found, if anything. So you head there and there is nobody there. It's spooky. It looked like uh, like Death Stranding to me. It was very Death Stranding-esque. I didn't want to bring <laughs> yeah, it up. Yeah, no. Just it, like the scenery. The hills in the distance, the like lack mm-hmm. of, of anything except for buildings is like it yeah. feels very Death Stranding. Uh, Cerberus killed everybody around the dig site and Liara thinks it's because the beacon might be connected to the crucible, but she's not entirely sure. Uh, and mm-hmm. Steve is like, I'm going to drop you as close to the site as I can. And so then you do. I got a little bit of uh, unique dialogue here that I wanted to shout out sure. with being there. She said she asked Liara if she's ever found dinosaur bones. Um, Garrus and also Liara, asks this. Okay. <laughs> uh, Liara, I wonder if it goes the same from here. Uh, Liara starts to explain the difference between archaeology and paleontology. Yeah. And then she goes, oh, you're joking. And Edie goes, no, jokes have a specific structure, but I was messing with you. (laughs) (laughs) That is really funny. Yeah, no, it's the same response from Liara. uh, And then Garrus is like, yes, I am. That's funny. (laughs) So you get dropped off at the dig site or or near the dig site and you just go through some buildings. uh, And immediately I found a data pad (laughs) that is from a Cerberus agent saying like, hey, we're lying to the people here saying we're going to bring them to like basically a work camp and give them food for work and like keep that story up as much as you can because we can't fight a whole colony Mm -hmm. and it's just like man that is so deeply fucked yeah it's so many ways uh Mm -hmm. and geez um yeah it mm. feels 
two things. Mm-hmm. One, this gives you a little mission where it's like, oh, go like find all the like Cerberus intel and we can feed it to the like resistance movement here on Prime mm-hmm. and they can Eden Prime and they can like, I don't know, try and expel Cerberus. Fine. But this is this gets to like one of for me, like the biggest bummers about this game, mm-hmm. which is the way that Cerberus is suddenly this like cartoonishly evil mm-hmm organization where before it was like you know it was clearly like a uh you know not a paragon aligned kind of organization but like had in theory noble goals um Mm. whereas here it's like why like what purpose would would cerberus have for killing a bunch of human colonists like it does not track with like what you've learned about the organization Mm. and you know you can speculate about the reasons but like i it it, i don't know to me it's like cerberus in this game i think is a little bit too and they're evil now Mm -hmm. um as opposed to i think it could have been very interesting if they had made them a little more complicated um we'll talk more about that okay as 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 you learn more but yeah please um don't let me cut you off but no yeah um i'm interested to hear I'm laying groundwork. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm interested to hear how this comes back later. But yeah, I, I, I agree with you that it feels like there's just like kind of a lack of nuance in in the things that Cerberus is doing now, um, which I I don't know. In my head, I'm justifying it as like things are dire. So they kind of just have to do whatever they have to do. But like, I totally agree. It is. They are just like like Mr. Burns fingers. Like, mm-hmm. yes, we are. You know, we are evil. We are doing whatever we need to do. Um, yeah. Which, like, into there were some implications of that, you know, uh, like the whole time. I mean, anytime anybody talked about Cerberus, they're like, they're crazy evil. But, like, when you yeah. talk to the, the elusive man, he's like, well, you know, we have other things going on. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, obviously, those other things are not good, but it's like, yeah. They're, yeah. They're and, like, covert. Tim is, like, playing you the entire yeah. time, kind of. But, like, it's not, it's not clear that it's like, because he's evil. Ha 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 ha. You know, yeah. like, and at the end, at the end of of uh, which I I didn't in this run, but like at the end of two, you can still sort of be aligned with Cerberus yeah. and be like, yeah, here, here's the, you know, what is it, the collectorship mm-hmm. for you, and and you know, the human, the creepy human reaper thing. God, like, yeah, yeah, you can keep that. Yeah. So yeah, it I I think especially in a run like that, it's it's very like, I don't know, you get a lot of whiplash from yeah. that sudden like. And now we are evil and yeah. you're always going to be shooting at us. Yeah. Yeah. And man, do they, they sure do send a lot of guys at you uh, to shoot. Jeez Louise. They do. Yeah. It's a lot of, a lot of folks. Yeah. So <laughs> then <laughs> you find a thing and you're like, oh, is it another beacon as you, as Liara is trying to bring it up? And it's like, oh no, actually this is a fully preserved Prothean in here. In a stasis pod. In a stasis pod. Uh, Cerberus has tried to open it and they couldn't and thus have like really um, affected the well-being of this Prothean inside. So Liara is like, we have to find the like correct way to open this uh, so as not to destroy this Prothean. And obviously Mm -hmm. uh, Liara, Prothean scholar, is like uh, over the moon about this. She's so jazzed. Um, She's like, 
oh, you know, she gives you like the rundown on the Protheans in case for some reason you haven't played Mass Effect 1. But I love the way that they set it up where she's like, oh, they they were like this huge empire and they uplifted all these different species to create a galactic community. Um, you know, so it appears that they believed in like interspecies cooperation. Yeah. And who maybe this is like the foremost scientist of their time or <laughs> yeah. maybe it's their wisest counselor. Yeah. Like, we don't know. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's very um, funny. <laughs> All of this turns out to be so wrong. Totally not true. It's just delightful. Yeah. Um, Uh, So we run around and find a Prothean decoded thing, or I guess encoded mm -hmm. thing, because nobody can read it except for Shepard, because Shepard's still got those Prothean eyes, baby. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so we get the, like method of opening the thing by like opening the stasis pod uh via a flashback basically uh of the protheans at like the very end of their reaper invasion um Mm -hmm. and you see one guy this one prothean and a couple other protheans and they're fighting what we know as collectors which are just turned protheans yeah my first note (laughs) I think uh, my first note here is he's hot um, because (laughs) he's hot. Welcome. Welcome. (laughs) Welcome to my side of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. As uh, as as this uh, guy like escapes behind a door um, is talking to the AI named Victory, which is a very Mm -hmm. cool name for an AI. uh, And also. um, Yeah. (laughs) uh, Very. uh, Um presumptuous yeah i mean <laughs> I, you know they saved one um one so, out of three hundred thousand. yeah but or a million or something yeah however much because here uh <laughs> victory says that the reapers have destroyed approximately three hundred thousand stasis pods right. um and we see him open up a stasis pod with like a, a charred body in it it's gross Cool. So that's that one. Uh, and so Shepard's like, OK, I watched this guy open up that pod, so I know how to do it. But we need to turn off mm-hmm. stasis mode first. Uh, yeah. So we have to go to another computer uh, to find out how to turn off stasis mode. And we have this another flashback. Uh, yeah. And in between all of this, there's like combat. Yeah. Well, we, which is just like pew pew bang bang. Shooty shooty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then uh, this flashback is like. I don't know how much later, like later that day or like an hour later or something. And things have gotten very, very dire. Uh, and the victory basically tells Commander Javik, who's we na- we learned his name here, to get into his stasis pod. And he's like, no, wait. <laughs> oh, wait, no. Sorry, I skipped. Oh, Hold on. yeah, this is a Whoa. later one. Yeah, that's yeah. the later one. That's when you're talking to him. I, um, I guess I skipped the other one. <laughs> My bad. This one, this one, you just get um, some more. It's more like exposition where you basically learn um, like the intent of this bunker was to just like. That's what it is. Keep keep all of these Protheans in stasis until the Reapers retreat back mm-hmm. to dark space and then, you know, unfreeze all of them and they can like reestablish the Prothean uh, Empire mm-hmm. and prepare for the next Reaper invasion. Mm-hmm. They, they wanted to be a million strong, which we know mm-hmm. now is not how it worked out. Yeah. Um, and meanwhile, you also learn in this one that there are some refugees who like haven't made it um, and it's like too late for them. Mm-hmm. And um, Javik says something like, oh, you know, their sacrifice will be, you know, remembered in the coming the new empire mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, Very poetic. I think that's all. That's all I have for this. Yes, yeah. it is. <laughs> 
Um, <sighs> that's all I have for this one. Yeah. Um, more shooty. More shooty. Uh, and then you open the pod. Yes. Uh, and you see frozen Javik. Uh, and Liar's like, it could take him a very long time to wake up. And then he like immediately wakes up. And so that's like yeah. just the very beginning of everything Liara says being just totally incorrect. Not, yeah, <laughs> just the the latest. Um, yeah. He he like blasts us all with mm-hmm. biotics mm-hmm. and like green biotics tries to get out. But um, he he's like weak and sort of stumbles. Mm-hmm. So Shep puts their hand on, on his shoulder mm-hmm. and gets another flashback. Um, and this is the one where the yeah. VI is like, okay, you need to get in your pod. Like you're done defending this bunker. Yeah. Um, so we see his last moments as he gets put in stasis. The VI only when he's in there <laughs> tells him, um, he's one of only a few hundred left mm-hmm. in the bunker. Um, and that I guess to, to repel the last of the collectors, they did like a neutron purge, mm-hmm. um, in the bunker, which, um, compromised like the facility systems Mm -hmm. so the idea was for them to be automatically awoken and that's not going to happen the vi is like you're just gonna have to be in stasis until a new culture discovers this bunker and figures out how to wake you up and and the vi is also like but since it's probably going to be power shortages because who's who knows when uh, uh, mm-hmm. a civilization will become smart enough to figure out how to open this stuff. Uh, so we might have to deactivate some pods. And he's like, what? No, don't do that. And he's like, you're the priority. Uh, you'll be the only one left, basically. Yeah, they, it says you will be the voice of our people. And he says, <laughs> he says, I will be more than that. But the VI, the the victory also says back to him, like, because he's like, no, I can't be the only one left. And he says, or, or, or you, you can't like shut off all their pods. And the the victory is like their sacrifice will be, you know, yes, whatever of the you. of the new empire, whatever, whatever Javik said in the last flashback. Very, very good. Yeah. Tie back. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, Javik will be more than that. Uh, I just want to I just want to note the the cut in to this flashback is really good because Liar is like, Shepard, be careful. Remember, for us, it's been 50,000 years, but for him, it's only been and then Shepard touches Javik's back oh, and it yeah. flashes to Javik saying a few minutes uh, because they only have a few minutes before the, yeah. the whole thing is bombed. Really good. Really, really good. Uh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then we yak it out with Hackett. Yak it with Hackett. <laughs> oh, wait, no, I still. Oh, uh, you have there's more. Still, Sorry. There's a, yeah, there's just a conversation with Javik. Um uh, you know back in the present day he so like after after that entire flashback mm-hmm. he just says how many others mm-hmm. and shep says just you um and he says that he read Jin's physiology and nervous system so now he can understand <laughs> our languages yeah. which is hilarious Love it. so and Jin is like oh so you were reading me while i was seeing and javik goes our last moments are failure and yeah he's he's basically just like okay so you're fighting the reapers and we're like yeah and we want your help and he's like we'll see <laughs> so yeah now we're yakking it with hack it now yak it with hack it <laughs> Oh yeah. Unfortunately. Um and he's just like, Wow, cool, a Prothean. He probably hope, Yeah, he's shooketh. He's like, maybe he knows a lot about the weapon. You should figure you should figure something out about that, because he we, we could really use his help down here. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> or if he doesn't, we could just use his help in the fight. 
Uh, and you're like, okay, I'll see ya. Uh, and then Liara requests us down in the cargo bay. So we go down to the cargo bay, uh, where a bunch of guys are just pointing guns at Javik, who is just sitting cross-legged on the ground. And Liara's like, I tried to go talk to him, but they won't let me. <laughs> this is where one of the guys is like, oh, well, we had to find like the, the protocol for, for contact when we make first contact. And the protocol is always assume hostility. <laughs> yeah. It's just, just so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah. And Shepard's like, okay, no, it's fine. Like, don't just, it's okay. And then, uh, Javik and Shepard once again, you know, like touch <laughs> auras or whatever. Uh, yeah. And Javik, uh, we get another, uh, like, a flash of of some stuff and then javik is like ah i see that you've read the beacon sorry what's the flash well the the stuff the flash is remember in mass effect one every time yeah 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 yeah. every time we embraced eternity and like saw the beacon message it's the same it's the same one it's the same thing it's the same clip um and yeah so so he's like oh you found the beacon and he gets like really angry. He's like, why aren't you doing anything? Yeah. Why didn't you heed our warnings? Why aren't you preparing? Yeah. Um, and Shep, I don't understand this response, honestly. <laughs> it's like, nobody can understand your warnings. Yeah. Um, which is <laughs> like, no, we did. The problem is that nobody fucking listened to you. Yeah. Well, I do think I do think it's funny. And it comes up a bunch of times when you're in this in this scene with Javik where he's like, I can't believe the most primitive races of my time are now the ones leading mm-hmm. the charge against the Reapers. What the fuck? Yeah, it's really good. I I had to um, I did some research on this because I was like, how long ago would like what is 50,000 years ago Mm. in terms of like human evolution? And it's more like recent than I think I realized Mm. um, my first few times playing this game. So um, around like 50 to 60,000 years ago is when like the first homo sapiens started leaving Africa and Mm. like spreading throughout the world, basically. Mm. So, so yeah, it's like, this is actually, um, at a time when like humans existed in a very like, you know, early form. Um, so it's kind of cool. God, which is so interesting to think about, like there was a galactic war happening when Mm -hmm. like, oh man, it's just so cool. It's cause like my first thought was like, oh, well how, cause every time I've thought about this, I'm like, oh, well the Reapers wipe out everything and then start from zero but it's like no the reapers just wipe out the ones that are like there and if you haven't made the the ones that are that are like the most advanced to be like part of a galactic community yeah and it's like if they haven't figured out how to how to become part of that galactic community they're fine we're just letting them Mm -hmm. cook uh i just that's just like so cool to me i I never thought about it like that when javik is like oh the turians and the salarians and the asari and the humans were like all the most primitive uh cultures when we were around um, mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, they were around at the same time. That's crazy. I love it. Uh, so you can, my notes here got really bad. Um, so you can. <laughs> um, I, yeah. I, I took detailed notes. Yeah, if you please, I'm to. sorry. So, yeah, we we do tell him like, hey, we at least like delayed the invasion three years ago <laughs> yeah. um, on on the Citadel. And um, so like, that's pretty good. Uh, and Liara asks if he can help with the Crucible. He says, you know, we never finished it in my time. It was too late. He doesn't know anything about the catalyst. Mm -hmm. He says, I was a soldier, not a scientist. I was skilled in one art killing. Um, And he explains that the Protheans had basically avatars of different traits. He gives examples of bravery, strength and cunning. A single exemplar for each. He says, I am the embodiment of vengeance. vengeance. I am the anger of a dead people. Demanding blood be spilled for the blood we lost. 
Only when the last Reaper has been destroyed will my purpose be fulfilled. I have no other reason to exist. Those who share my purpose become allies. Those who do not become casualties. And in response to this, I did something that I have not done a lot mm. in this game, which is take the renegade option. Mm. I was like, yeah, congrats. You got a you got another ally. <laughs> like, I um, actually had Gourtney say uh, that's kind of extreme. Oh, yeah. I didn't and he that. says uh, he says something along the lines of like, oh, so you think you'll still end this war with your honor intact? Which is just like really yeah. fucking dour, my man. Yeah, it's yeah. good. But it, it is funny when I when I took the renegade option, he says, how far are you willing to achieve that goal? He says he senses doubt behind my words, mm-hmm. which is interesting. We talk about the fact that he has something called a memory shard. He says yeah. it contains only pain. <laughs> yeah. um, basically, like the we ask later about this like sensory ability that the Protheans have. And he's like, yeah, this was like a common thing we could do. We imparted experience through touch and like, we learned how to do that with objects basically. So things like the beacons Mm -hmm. or this memory shard, he says memories have chemistry, which is so fucking cool. That's so sick, dude. Uh, And then you ask him to read the room literally. Mm -hmm. uh, And he like touches the floor and he's like, I see a tube and DNA and a, Crow, he, he describes Grunt uh, being yeah. in that room because he's he's now occupying the same space that Grunt was. And it's like so fucking good. Uh, mm-hmm. Really great. Um, you can t- you can <laughs> talk to him about, you know, ask him about like Protheans in general, like their culture. And and mm-hmm. immediately Liara is like, yeah, like what was your what was your religion like? What was your society like? Yeah. like what was all this stuff like? I've written so many papers on you. <laughs> and <laughs> Jeffic says, oh, so the Asari have mastered writing. <laughs> yeah holy shit (laughs) really good so many burns burn man um but yeah so liara asks all these questions and he goes we're dead now what does it matter yeah dude which is like oof but he explains like when he was born they were already at war with the reapers he says the first thing first yeah (laughs) no you take it he says he says the first thing i remember was seeing my planet on fire ah Ah, uh, yeah wild we also learned like remember earlier you know before uh we opened the pod liara was like oh you know like the protheans they uplifted all these species and they had a whole galactic community or whatever and now when we speak to java he's like we had an empire <laughs> and it was composed of many subjects uh he says it was composed many subjects all eventually called themselves protheans kind of like the roman empire mm-hmm. and you ask like what if they didn't want to and he's like they weren't given a choice <laughs> he he talks about how early on they encountered a a rebellion of synthetic life forms um and he says the only way to win was to unite all organic life in our empire um and he's like we were turning the tide and then the reaper showed up um i just think it's so funny that liara was like they had this whole galactic community it's like no they were like a literal empire no liara they were colonizers empire empire yeah Yeah. like literally i also the name of that war is the metacon wars which is just cool yeah <laughs> yeah uh and then he ex- also explains to you that they had intended to raise a new prothean army this cycle mm-hmm. but there were indoctrinated protheans amongst them who narked basically yeah um, <laughs> really sad and that's that's why they were um observing our ancestors because they were cultivating species that had potential uh, so when it comes to the crucible he's like i like none of us by the time i was born like 
our empire was basically like destroyed and and broken up and divided. So like none of us knew what the others were doing. I only heard like stories of the crucible. He when when we're like, oh, like we met another like Mm. or we met a Prothean AI named Vigil on Ilos. And he's like, oh, during my lifetime, Ilos was just a rumor. It was said to be built on the ruins of another civilization, the Illusanon. So it's like that was like, I guess, the previous cycle, which I'm like, I would love to know more. I think they're in the like extended for for lack of a better term, extended universe of Mass Effect. Like, I think this the Illusanon might be be explored more in like the books or maybe in Andromeda or something. I don't know. Don't quote me. <laughs> but um basically like Ilos was like top secret. Yeah. Um, love so he doesn't really know much about it. I love that. You also bring up the Citadel and he says the Citadel was captured before I was born. Uh which mm-hmm. is also just a wild thing to think about. Yeah. I do love though, like he's he has an attitude about it, but I'm like, listen, my man, like we stopped the Citadel yeah. from being captured yeah. like in the first push we like stop that so maybe put some respect on our yeah but it is also because of like vigil and the proteins also yeah but because of the proteins you know (laughs) whatever whatever um (laughs) so yeah he he sort of explains like they fought the reapers by attrition they would like sacrifice entire worlds to sort of slow them down he says time they spent harvesting a population was time we could regroup um but because the reapers like indoctrinate and turn people against their own it was like kind of Mm-hmm. not actually that good of a strategy mm-hmm. he says but there was no choice mercy is not a weapon it is a weakness <laughs> oh and you ask why why did they lose why does he think they lost and he says like the thing that was our strength our our like big united empire actually became a liability yeah. all races conform to one doctrine one strategy once they found our weaknesses we couldn't adapt the subservient races became divided and confused and after that it was a matter of time and Liar is like, well, we're not we're not like that now. <laughs> like we, you know, we have like a community, but everybody kind of does their own thing. And he says, well, maybe that's your only hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I don't remember the beginning of this conversation where he talks about the lizard people. <laughs> he talks about oh, the yes. <laughs> He says, uh, you're sort of like wrapping up the conversation. Yeah. He goes, this has been amusing. The most primitive races of my time now rule the galaxy. Asari, humans, Turians. And Liara's like, and the Solarians too. He goes, the lizard people evolved. And she goes, I believe they're amphibian. And then there's like a long pause. And he just goes, they used to eat flies. And then she storms out. Like she like, she leaves. <laughs> um, which I I love. I'm very excited to talk to Liara about this whole thing. Because mm-hmm. um, I imagine she's pretty upset (laughs) (laughs) and that's it that's all we did today um a bit of a i can't even tell actually if it's a shorter one because there was a 25 minute break in the middle there but yeah it's two hours now (laughs) so with with the break yeah it's short one yeah a bit of a a bit of a shorter one today quote unquote yeah for us so i hope you enjoyed it (laughs) we will be back (laughs) next week uh with some more missions uh haven't decided yet kim has divulged to me that there are some missions that are time sensitive but she has not told Mm -hmm. me she has not told me which ones I listen, this is something I'm very torn about this because I on the one hand, I don't want to stop you from playing how you want to play in what order you want to play Mm -hmm. and just sort of seeing, you know, like I want this to be an organic experience. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I don't want you to be upset if like we miss things and there are consequences of those things that I could have prevented for Mm. you. So I, I, you know, I'm leaving it up to you. Yeah. 
I don't want. I definitely don't want to play a perfect a perfect game. So I'd be willing to give up some of that stuff. But I we should talk more about it. Not on the podcast. I think. Okay. So next week we'll be playing more of the game. And keep an eye out on our socials for that stuff. Thank you so much for listening to the show today, gang. We really appreciate it. Love being back at it. Um, now that I'm done moving, I'm excited to like actually feel like I exist again. Uh, I feel like the last three weeks I've been like really sc- uh, scratching at the walls to try and play enough Mass Effect. Um, but I think now I can finally like sit down and kind of relax and not have to jam mm. it all in like t- three hours ago today. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, now I'm that's going to be me now. Yeah. Though. It'll it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be fine. We'll still be here making the content you crave. Um, yes. <laughs> so thank you for listening. Uh, if you want to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or whatever your podcatcher is, we would appreciate that. If you want to tell a friend, we would appreciate that even more because uh, word of mouth is extremely important in this business of podcasting. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you. You know what else is important in this business of podcasting, Kim? What's that? Having collaborators like Scout Wilkinson, so who did true. our wonderful art, and Amaranthan, who did our amazing theme music. Um, <laughs> we love, Great segue. Thank you. We love to work with other independent artists on our independent art. Thank you all so much. Uh, speaking of independent art, <laughs> here's a network of independent artists uh, on The Worst Garbage. Uh, it's mostly me and Kim. <laughs> We've uh, sort of taken over. We've taken over. No, um, thank you to the worst garbage for having us on the network as a part of the collective. It's great to be here. Uh, if you'd like to join the discord, you can head on over to the worst garbage dot online. That link is at the very bottom of the show notes above the chapter markers. And also scout and Amaranthan's links are also in the show notes. I did not say that scout has opened reopened commissions. I don't know if there are Ooh. still slots, but if they are, you should snag one because scout does good art. And also, Amaranthan just makes good music. You should just go to Bandcamp and buy Amaranthan's music. So that is going to do it for us today. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, I'm at AJ Falari. On Tumblr, I'm not AJ Falari. And on Mastodon, I am the aether.space slash at AJ. That is a mouthful. Yeah. Uh, I'm at Okimis on Twitter and Tumblr. I'm more on Tumblr now these days. Yeah, I'm kind of not really anywhere, um, but... (laughs) That's fine. I'll, I'm around. I'm on the Discord mostly. On, if I'm being totally honest, yeah, so. yeah. The, the, that is actually kind of the best way to get in touch with us. At yeah. This point. So if you want to come and tag us about, um, I don't know, if you think that somebody else would be more helpful moving, if you think Javik yeah. wouldn't just like become a a really bad boss immediately and be like, everybody, here's what you're doing. Let oh us know. yeah, I didn't do Javik. <laughs> That's fine. Do you? I do actually think that he would be a huge pain in the ass, though. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yeah. You know, back when the Protheans had to do big moves, we did it like <laughs> this. Yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah. Uh, um, so that'll do it for us this week. We're gonna end the episode now, Cam. What are the final words for today? Listen, Eve left me with an embarrassment of riches. Yo. Um. So I, it's actually a difficult choice, but let's go with. There's no reason to exist other than the hope that the next day will bring change. And if it doesn't, there's always the next. There's always the next, everybody. See you next week. Bye. Bye.